Tim Rock and I am ready to go. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, 81 or 84 million of you voted for this clown. I've told you forever, unfit for office, and it happened yesterday. Now look, I'm not laughing at Joe Biden, although I am. I'm laughing at you. You dummies that decided you were going to destroy our country. You dummies that decided that, well, I don't know, no wars, a wall going up. Uh, immigration stopped, crime down, our city's thriving, our 401k's thriving, wasn't good enough for you. You had to elect this. Let's go right to it. You had to elect this, didn't you? You had to do it. I know nobody watching this voted for the idiot, but whoever voted, you had to elect this. Let's look. Look at this guy. Boom! Down, and he can't get up. Look at him. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. How weak are we? How weak are we? I told you this. I have a friend in the White House that says they have, that my friend in the White House says they have to remove all the cables because he can't walk. He shuffles. We got the weakest president ever. You're sitting over there. You're Putin. You're China. You're wherever, and you're going, my God, look at this country. We worry about Pride Month and worry about only Veterans Day. We worry about Pride Month and we worry only, only about Memorial Day. Are you insane? All right, and to even make it worse, here's what makes me crazy. It makes me nuts. It makes me insane. This is Joe Biden mocking, mocking President Trump for him going slowly down a ramp. Listen to this idiot. Look at how he steps and look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps, okay? Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, the phoniest dude in America, the fakest tough guy in America, the man who is senile, has nothing going on upstairs, is our president. And the only reason he got elected is because the Democrats figured out how to harvest ballots, stuff ballots. And don't tell me that I'm wrong. I know I'm right. I lived in Northwest Indiana. The people did it for years. And if you do it at the local level, you figure out how to do it. But this is absurd. It's absurd that we have this guy as our president. He is a complete fraud. I mean, him making fun of Trump is just the worst. All right. So let's see Trump's response. Let's see Trump's response once he heard about our freaking fraudulent president. I've never said that before. Falling down, embarrassing our nation. And then he can't get up. And of course, he can't speak. So let's hear what Trump's response was. He did? He just fell on what stage? He's down He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down? Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't, you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to tip. <laughs> it's like an ice skate. That's pretty good. Oh, my. And see, he knows. Everybody knows. Like, you know, it's like, well, you know, uh, you know, well, it, this whole thing is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But you know what? People are standing by this idiot. It's amazing to me. Uh, all right. Here's the real reason. We came up with video. We came up 
with, we uncovered. We're better than the Secret Service. We are. We're better than the CIA. We're better than the FBI. We uncovered how and why this fall happened. Watch this video. You'll see the real reason, Joe Biden. Give that to us again, and here's Joe. Like, I, I, I now don't, don't oh, oh. <laughs> see, my crack staff, Ryan and Dylan and Nick, and then they found Biden. Here he is. There it is. Uh, you know, the Indy Star, again, our friend Greg Doyle, well, he's just an old man. To get out of the president's office. We don't need an old senile guy that can't stand up showing weakness in our country. We're in wartime here, people. <laughs> and we got this. Oh, my God. It is unfreaking believable to me. It is unbelievable that this is what we did. Look at it. Look at it. He can't even get up. He's like, it's so amazing. And look, I don't feel even the least bit bad because he is a liar. He is a thief. He is a horrible human being, period. Period. I don't care what you want to tell me. I don't care what excuses you make. He's a horrible human being that is running our country into the ground. And, well, you know what? I I am having no sympathy. Sympathy is between sh and syphilis in the dictionary. All right, last night, the Joker. Hey, I think the Joker's pretty good. I, I don't know how you guys feel. I know Mark Jackson is pandering to his base, pandering to all his friends, his brothers, blah, 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 blah. I know that Stephen A. Smith, he's just stupid. He doesn't know anything about basketball. They don't have him in their top five. But I got to tell you, Joker's pretty good, man. I don't know. The Joker's pretty good. I don't know. Jamal Murray's pretty good. I don't know. Bob Rathburn told you yesterday and then a month ago that the Nuggets were going to be the team. I don't know. They just seem pretty good to me. Let's hear from old Spo after the game. Give it to us, Spo. Oh, they're fine. I mean, that's just, they're, they're, not getting, they're not going to get sick and see. You know, if you got, if they're shooters, you're not always going to be able to, uh, to make all the shots that you want. You know, then you have to find different ways to impact the game. Uh, our game is not built just on the three-point ball. You know, that, we've proven that time and time again. We can win games, we can win series, regardless of how the three's going. Uh, but we also have ignitable guys. We see a couple go through, and that all of a sudden can become an avalanche. So, um, Excuse me. one way or another, we just we got to find a way to get the job done. <clears throat> Look, I love Spo. Spo's great. He's the greatest coach in the history of the world, blah, 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 blah. And they may come back and win this series, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm trolling the hell out of this whole series. That's just what I'm doing. I don't give a damn. And speaking of idiots, the big stupid Kendrick Perkins, uh, he got owned a little bit last night by George Kyle. You remember where Kendrick Perkins said, basically, if you vote for Jokic, well, you're a racist. When was the last time you were right, Perk? Oh, when was the last time Big Fat Stupid Perk was right? Big Fat Racist Perk was right. He stands up there like he's some Buddha. When's the last time you were right? Good win for the Nuggets, but the series is far from over. I was wrong. I believe Spo will make the necessary adjustments. Team looking different coming out game two. Carry the hell on. That's his tagline. Carry the hell on. See, if I worked at ESPN as a middle-aged white guy, carry the hell on would have got me a call by the great Norby Williamson, who, by the way, I have called to get a reaction to the ESPN hate-on-hate-women crime, to the reaction of why nobody is defending 
uh, either Sam Perkins or Sage Steele. Uh, nothing back from my friend Norby, and we'll find out. I'm wearing my Indiana stuff because my friends at Indiana University, now you got to understand, I am the most handsome. I am the most visible. I am the most interesting alumni currently of Indiana University. I don't know that uh, Cuban even got a degree from Indiana. Certainly Sage Steele is up there. Somebody said, well, what about the basketball players? Well, name them. You couldn't even name them. You couldn't even name them. No, I am Indiana University. That's it. I am. So when I saw that my alma, alma mater decided to tweet out about Pride Month, I did a little investigating. Look, Pride Month is great. Yay, Ra. Go fight, win. Yay. All right? Yay, Ra. But why do we have a month for Pride? Why do we have a month for those angry folks? In Indianapolis, about seven years ago, they had a Pride parade, and it was a bunch of fat, hairy-backed men riding bicycles naked. I called them out. I did. I called them out. And you know what? The president, the run, the lady who ran the parade called me on the air and said, you're absolutely right. It's ridiculous. I mean, if you got pride, then show some pride. We have an old men riding bicycles naked. Indiana University, love is love. Really, why do people get so upset when older guys date younger women? I don't know. Interesting. I went back through the Indiana University Twitter site here, and there was not one mention of Memorial Day. But you know what they said? Well, we make a post on January, uh, July 4th. Really? You make a post. Love is love. See, my alma mater sucks. There's a lot to be embarrassed about my alma mater. There's a lot of good stuff about it, too. I'm just fascinated why we are so fascinated by Pride Month. Why is this a thing? Hey, you want to stoop your boyfriend? Stoop him. You want to stoop your girlfriend? Stoop her. Why would I care? Doesn't matter to me. Why are you forcing it down my throat? Don't care even a bit. And it isn't about inclusion. It isn't. There is nothing that a gay person, our society has evolved. There's nothing that a gay person can't do right now. Well, we want to include. What do you want included in? You're already included in everything. What are you excluded from? I mean, tell me. People hate bald guys. I get it all the time. Well, we get hate. I get hate. Who the hell doesn't get hate? I get hate every day. You're bald. You're fat. You're still. Who doesn't get hate? Where's bald month? Where's you got to go through life looking like this? Although I'm looking very good lately because the head is shining and the beard is not there. And of course, I'm tanned to the bejesus because this is Danny D's summer of fun. Yeah, I mean, Indiana has pride. So do I. But anything about Memorial Day? Anything? Nothing? Nothing about our fallen troops, Indiana University. A lot of people. You're the state school. You're the biggest employer, they tell me, in the state. I don't know. I don't believe that, but somebody told me that. Uh, You're the most powerful entity in the state. I take my life in danger by criticizing. We have the dumbest leader. Quinn Buckner is literally just like, look, our head of trustees is a guy named Quinn Buckner. He never had a job. He's America's guest. Everybody at the Pacers makes fun of him. But, hey, he's the head of our board of trustees. You know why. All right. So let's talk about how about a PetSmart, PetSmart video. PetSmart has to get involved in pride. Let's see PetSmart. What do they got to say? Took my new puppy to PetSmart today, and I guess our pets are gay now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I'm sick of this crap. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, a gays against groomers. I like gays against groomers. I love the gay population. I, do. I got no problem with them. But I don't like you groomers. 
I do not like you groomers out there. You groomers suck. You people that come after little kids suck. You parents that don't protect your kids, you suck. Gays Against Groomers had something to say. Let's have a look. There is no pride in indoctrinating children in schools. There is no pride in stripping parents of their right to protect their children. There is no pride in sexualizing children at drag shows. There is no pride in mutilating and sterilizing children in the name of gender-affirming care. This June, what are you proud of? Because we have some issues that we need to talk about. We're fighting back from inside the community. Join Gays Against Groomers in the battle against radical gender ideology that is destroying our youth. It is awesome. In fact, I'm tweeting it out right now. Uh, there is no pride in any of that. Where is the pride? See that pride thing. All these guys smile. You see the, the first people up there? We're gay. We're proud. We're coming at your children because we're a third grade teacher. No, that's not pride. That's freaking pedophilia. And I don't give a damn who gets mad at me. I'm going to stand up against it. You can get mad, glad, angry, or sad. But I'm going to stand up against it. Uh, the Genia, uh, Genevieve Bayer says what Pride Month should be. And then I'm moving off of this because this is all so ridiculous. Let's go to the video of Genevieve, uh, what Pride Month should be. No good? Or the tweet of what Pride Month should be. All right, all right, all right. The owner of the Celtics left a message to the Celtics after game three. Oh, there you go. Pride Day, Pride Month, red, white, and blue. Right. Patriotism Month. There you go. Yeah, I just think people are tired. We, we all, nobody disrespects Gabe. There's hate for everybody. Walk down Chicago as a white guy. I mean, my, my uh, stepson's buddy, Zach, on Bellevue Street, which is a street that um, basically connects Lakeshore Drive and, <clears throat> and uh, Rush Street, got jumped by three African-American kids just because he was going to Chipotle. Got punched, had a, had a sprint to the Thompson Hotel, go in the lobby, and the cowards walked away. Those attacks are happening all over the street against white people. I mean, don't even think they're not. I mean, so, I mean, to me, uh, there's hate everywhere. You know, there's hate everywhere. Don't even try it with me. Uh, anyway, the Celtics owner. So the Celtics owner, I like this by the Celtics owner. I love this by the Celtics owner. The Celtics owner said, hey, how about you play with some nutsack? Let's see the story. It came out the other day. The Celtics owner wasn't happening after game three. There was no pride, no Celtic pride uh, that came out of the Celtics. So guess what? The Celtics owner said, screw it. I said, I ain't doing it. When the Celtics lost game three to Miami, fell 0-3, Wyatt Grosbeck went off in the locker room, delivered a message that the players need to play with some balls. That's right. Hey, he's paying you a lot of money. Oh, the locker room was stunned. Oh, my God, how dare you talk to me this way? How dare you talk to my entitled $26 million ass? You can't do that. You're only the owner. Governor in uh, in, uh, 
uh, you know, Adam Silverworld. Good for the owner. Great for the owner. In what other industry does the person owning the business not say, hey, look, we ain't taking this crap. How about you get off your ass? How about you start playing with some nuts? And how about you start going? And you know what? The Celtics did. Look, if I own a business and it's a very, very, very public business, if I own it and my employees aren't given any effort, it's certainly within my right to go off on every damn one. Everyone. Of course I should. Damn right. Hey, look, Dylan and Ryan and Nick, they go off on me all the time. They're running the ship here. I am just a cog in my beautiful resplendent red. But I ain't mad at you. File this under, come on, Harvard. The worst mayor in modern uh, big city, major city history is Lori Lightfoot. I mean, she played on being an African-American female lesbian and couldn't have been worse for the city of Chicago. Now, the new guy, Brandon Johnson, is worse, but we're going to give him time to reach the depths of Lori Lightfoot. So you know where Lori Lightfoot, the ex-mayor of Chicago, was going to end up. Say it with me, Harvard. I love Harvard. I had, my Harvard journey was awesome. My, uh, how about this idiot? My uh, stepdaughter, Tegan, loved Harvard. I loved Harvard, but I know what Harvard is. I have no illusions that Harvard isn't an incredibly whacked out, liberal, insane place. And if you hire Lori Lightfoot for anything, and I mean anything, you name a job, if you hire her, your company just got worse. I don't care the job. Use your imagination. You, it, it, the, I just did a Lori Lightfoot right there. See me? See my hands? You can't see them, but they're exact same. If you hire Lori Lightfoot at the Cadillac Ranch in Nevada, the Cadillac Ranch is worse. It doesn't matter what you hire her for. It gets worse. So they decided, they being Harvard, decided that they were going to hire Lori Lightfoot. God bless you to teach a leadership class. Here's Lori Lightfoot's leadership class. Look, all white people suck. We got to hate white people. I mean, I got a white girlfriend, but that's all right. She's the only one that's decent. No, here's the deal. Here's leadership. Use the fact that you're African-American. Use the fact that you're a woman. Use the fact that you're uh, gay, and you'll get anything you want. You'll become mayor of Chicago. That's your leadership. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's the Lori Lightfoot that we all saw as a leader in Chicago. Uh, how about this? An indicted MS-13 gang members in the United States illegally are charged with murdering a 15-year-old boy. You're going to see more and more of this. Now, understand, you can like me, you can dislike me, I don't care. But we're going to see more and more of this. It's not going to be less. There's going to be more and more illegal immigrants murdering, raping, robbing, stealing, because as we all know, Venezuelan prisons... Uh, Mexican prisons have been emptied and they have sent all of these criminals, career criminals, into the United States courtesy of Joe Biden. It's not going to get less. It's going to affect your community at some point. It is. And this sucks. This absolutely sucks. I'll give you a good story. Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris is an NFL football coach. Raheem Morris is a freaking hero. Raheem Morris decided that he wasn't just going to sit around and, uh, I hate to say that, watch somebody die. Raheem Morris jumped in and saved a child. How about that? Raheem Morris said, look, this is what we're going to do. 
He's a defensive coordinator of the Rams. He was in the right place in the right time. Kid was drowning in a Vegas pool. He was at the Encore with his family, saw a young boy drowning in the hotel pool. Uh, his wife posted about the situation. Three-year-old boy, no pulse, was taken out of the pool by his father, brought to the lifeguard. Lifeguard performed CPR. Morris said he rushed over. I saw people calling 911. My first question was, where are the AED paddles? When I got back, we had a doctor on site that was able to start the compressions. I was able to hand the AED to him, get it open for him, put the pads on the child. He ended up okay. God bless you, Raheem Morris. Seriously, I am a lifetime fan of Raheem Morris. He could have sat there. He could have sat there and done nothing. But you know what he did? He did something. And I am down with that action, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you, Raheem Morris. I mean, I don't know. When you look at our world today, you know, the Jordan Bohannon theory, right? Jordan Bohannon, the little coward that played at Iowa. Jordan Bohannon takes his, uh, you know, here we go. I'm going to yell at you and put my phone in there. And he gets punched out. Raheem Morris ain't doing that. How many times have you seen something happen, somebody fighting, and all the little idiots have their little phones out? Like freaking Jordan Bohannon. No. Men walk in and help out. Men do manly things. Like help out little kids. They don't groom little kids. They don't pervert little kids. They don't assault little kids. They help and save little kids. Raheem Morris is a freaking hero. Period. Uh, you know, Double D likes him some Double Ds. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I do. I mean, I know if that may make me bad. I, I don't know. All I know is all these women nowadays, everybody's taking their clothes off. You know, all these little college girls are taking their clothes off and making money. That girl, Angel Reese, you know, the rings and all that stuff, she can't take her, she can't keep her clothes on. That little Olivia Dunn, she takes her clothes off. My wife said it best when the NIL came out. My wife said, you know, don't tell me, don't tell me that these quarterbacks are going to make all the money. They ain't making the money. They ain't making the money. No. Little girls, little college girls are going to take their clothes off that are athletes, dress in bikinis, nightwear, whatever, and they're going to make all the NIL money. And my wife, who was in sports, was absolutely right. Happy birthday to my beautiful daughter, Laura Dockett. She just came downstairs. Uh, There you go. Love of my life. Most wonderful woman in the world. Um, Anyway, so that's what's happening. So I don't know what this story is, but Nyleen Ashley says there is life after after having the biggest legal fake breasts in the United States removed. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that, Nyleen Ashley. Thank you. We did not know that there was. We figured that, well, once you got the world's biggest set removed, then guess what? There is no life. What an idiot this woman is. Like, hey, look, respect, but what, 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 a, what an idiot. Well, thank you for sharing that there is life after having the cans removed. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't even understand. You saved the world. You saved the nation today. My God. Well, I'm not mad at you, Ryan. Uh, A man's ear is in my immediate future, or do we call it the bro? I'm not sure. All right, let's go to another thing. A man arrested for robbing a convenience store with a Nintendo Duck Hunt gun, pistol. I don't know what a Nintendo Duck Hunt gun is, but I know now. It's a Nintendo Duck Hunt gun. Guy walks into a convenience store and says, hey, here we go. Look at this clown. 
Look at this clown. This is what a Nintendo duck hunt gun, hunter gun guy looks like. Hey, hire me. This guy screams, hire me. A South Carolina man was arrested and charged after authorities say he robbed a store using a spray-painted duck hunt gun. Good for him. Look at this guy. I guarantee you that's pride. Yeah. Yeah, 25 years old, DJ Del Santo decided it was a good idea for him to go in and just start robbing a place with a duck hunt gun. God bless him. God bless all of us. Uh, David Bacchiardi, who is a lineman, big fat lineman, says it's disrespectful to say green. There it is. Look at him. Hey, you get after some ducks out there. Leo, shoot your ass. Uh, He says it's disrespectful to say Green Bay is not rebuilding after the Aaron Rodgers trade. The whole respect thing has me confused. What is disrespectful about, I I don't know, saying, hey, look, I think Jordan Love's pretty good and we're going to play. Athletes and the respect, disrespect, gives me gas. In fact, I lift the cheek to athletes with the whole respect or disrespect thing. It's too much. Now it's disrespectful to say that they are rebuilding. I thought it would be disrespectful to say they aren't. I don't know. I, 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 I don't have any idea what is respectful, what is disrespectful. But I'll say this about David B. Kikart. He's the guy that chugged the beer and then challenged Aaron Rodgers to chug two, and Aaron Rodgers wimped out uh, like Jordan Bohannon or Frank Kaminsky wimp out. Uh, there you go. I like this. I, I, I'm going to give you a couple uh, that I really like before we go to break because we got a great guest list. Mary Catherine Ham, the great Allison Williams joins us. We got why are men not participating at ESPN in protecting or helping women? You don't have to protect women, but it wouldn't kill you to help women. Bill Cosby faces a new sexual assault. Look, this is never going to end for Bill Cosby. I'm not even going to go into it because Bill Cosby is the greatest fraud of all time. Bill Cosby became America's dad. Bill Cosby did all of his shows without swearing and acted like a father. And people are stupid enough to believe that what they see on TV or the movies make is who that person is. We're stupid enough to believe that because a guy is on the Cosby show acting like a dad, that he's actually a dad. No, he's a pervert. No, he's a pervert that drugged women, and now he's got another charge coming up against him. He's an idiot. I do like this. Kai Spears. You remember who Kai Spears is? Every team has a little white guy in college basketball. And that little white guy runs out there when the team calls timeout and they high five and they better get good grades or they ain't going to be on the team. They are the GPA raisers, these little white guys at the end of the bench. I like Kai Spears at Alabama. Why? I'll tell you why. Because Kai Spears is suing the New York Times. He's suing the New York Times for reporting that he was at the scene with the other idiots Miles and Brandon Miller of Alabama basketball when uh, Jamia Harris was murdered. Good for him. Sue the crap out of the New York Times. Get, get yourself some cash. Make them look like the idiots that they are. All right? Uh, by the way, uh, men, I've never been porn guy. And I've always had good relationships. Even though I'm divorced, I have a great relationship with my first wife. I've always had great relationships. Porn is killing your relationships. It's making men incapable of forming relationships and academic study warns. Duh. Get off the porn. 
I had a friend lost his marriage because he used to, instead of going to bed, he would sneak downstairs tell his wife he was working on, so he's a professor, of course, because professors by rule and journalists by rule are idiots. But get out of the porn business, people. Wash your hands of the porn business. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Get out of the porn business. It's kill- There are about four or five things that are crushing our society. Weed, porn, awful. Obesity, awful. I'm a case study in it. Get out of the porn business. If I grew a gray beard, that's what I'd look like. Either that or Lovey Smith. Just saying. All right, Mary Catherine Hamm at MK Hammer is going to join us coming up. It is late. She's the host of the Getting Hammered podcast. Um, that's a podcast I can get down with. It's Friday, baby. I don't know what's in this coffee. Why are you asking? There may be something in this coffee that's added to coffee. There may be Kahlua. There may be, I don't know. Why are you asking? It's Friday, baby. And I'm 60 years old. I do what I want to do. We'll be right back. MK Hammer Time. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. You know, I'm not going to go into my history. You guys know my history as a proponent of women's sports because of my family members, the lovely and uber-talented Tegan Shaw. She of the Harvard Ivy League two-time champion, played in the NCAA tournament. You guys know my wife's story, all-time winningest coach at Syracuse and Bowling Green and a first-team All-American and went to the Olympic trials, didn't make the Olympics, was, was an alternate. So I will defend women's sports. Also, my relationship with both Sam Ponder and stage steel, both of whom I consider really good friends. And everybody, <clears throat> including uh, women, won't defend women. Won't defend women's right to their spaces in sports. Won't defend Sage Steele as ESPN tried to silence her. Uh, came at women, actually, uh, Nancy Moore coming at my friend Sam Ponder makes me nuts. Nobody better, nobody better to talk to than Mary Catherine Ham, who wrote an unbelievable article at Outkick. Uh, thank you for joining us. Getting Hammered is the podcast. It's a must listen. But tell me why women won't defend women. Look, I think in media, there is this real hive mind situation where you know that if you say the wrong thing, a la Sam Ponder, right? She said she tweets this very uh, tame thing about biological males competing with women in women's sports, which is a thing that is obviously debatable in the world of sports. And she gets... Uh, clobbered with this full column in USA Today, just calling her a bigot. Gee, I wonder why people are scared to talk about this issue. Maybe because (laughs) of this kind of response. But I think that uh, the columnist at USA Today knows that she'll get all the applause from all the right people for having done this thing. But it makes us stupider and it makes women's sports worse if we cannot talk about this because it's an obvious issue. All right, here's my problem, and I want your thoughts on this. I get it. You're mad. You're, you're Nancy Amore. You, you live a hellacious, I don't know, whatever her life is. I get, maybe you disagree with Sam Ponder, okay? Maybe you disagree with anybody that says, okay, but why not have a debate? Why not show why you disagree? Because calling somebody a bigot is among the worst things in today's society that you can do. Uh, honestly, the answer is because she doesn't want to debate. She wants to call her a bigot because that's what shuts people up. And there are just enough people now 
figuring out that that's the game and that maybe shutting up actually isn't serving us very well. And I'm one of these people who like, it's very hard to tell me you can't talk about something because then I just want to talk about it more because I want to dig into why we're not talking about this thing. Uh, and I, I noted in the column at OutKick that uh, one a New York Times opinion contributor, Elizabeth Spires, tweeted this week in response to sort of the trans athletes debate, such that it is, that, uh, you know, she doesn't box, but if she boxed, she'd happily box a trans woman in her weight class. I'm like, okay, let's just go to MMA. I'm like a weight class and a half above Henry Cejudo, okay? Do we think I could take him? No, it's, this is an insane proposition and they're trying to tell you that you can't object to it or it makes you a hater. I worked at ESPN 10 years and I, and I had to leave. I just, I couldn't, you know, I'll kick off and be a better, better job at my age. But I, I, I know everybody involved in ESPN. It stuns me that ESPN, because every single thing that me as a white middle-aged man tweeted out that was even remotely, never racist, never sexist, remotely, I got called by Norby Williamson, who was a vice president. I'm looking at Sarah Spain here. She's dropping F-bombs on Twitter. She's liking and retweeting this article against a colleague like Sam Ponder. And I'm stunned by this. I'm stunned by idiots like Sarah Spain being allowed to do this within a corporate structure. Look, I I think if you're on the right team, you get a lot of passes. And the people who sign up for that team know that that's the case. They know they can call people bigots and they're not going to get called on it by too many people. And the problem is that it doesn't help debate. It doesn't help the country. It doesn't help women in sports to just ignore that this is an issue. Right. It doesn't we've I've like I was a let me let me just my own uh, accolades. I was a mediocre to slightly above average female athlete, okay? I will have you know, and I remain one. Um, But we fought so hard. (laughs) We fought so hard to have any recognition, right? To have any resources. I played on a men's uh, like middle school soccer team because there just wasn't enough to have a girls soccer team, right? That was on the edge of being dangerous for me, frankly. Um, And we worked to get to this place where women's soccer is really powerful, where there's all these programs that you can come through. And now we're going to tell women, like, if one of your male classmates decides when he's a junior and he's a fully post-puberty male that he wants to compete against you, he can just do that. And that is obviously going to be a problem for high school women, for college women, for Olympic level women who have worked their entire lives in pools and on fields with so little recognition to get where they are. And I refuse to keep pretending like it won't be a problem for them. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you, the Indie Star about every summer does a hit piece on me. Uh, and I guarantee you one's coming about me being a racist and a hater, a phobic, uh, because of my stance. So you're exactly right. I mean, that, 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 that's what's coming. I, I, I want to get into this because Riley Gaines has stood up. She's been on our show numerous times. And as a father of a young woman and as a stepfather of a young woman, I would have a massive problem with men like Leah Thomas with, excuse me for being crude here, with his junk hanging out in a women's locker room before an NCAA event. I mean, it's one thing to compete. It's another thing to just be in the locker room, be in the spaces. That doesn't even make sense to me, logically. 
Yeah. And again, this is something that you're not allowed to bring up, right? Or you're a hater, but you actually have, this is a delicate situation for the women involved. And like, if, if, if your intention is that we want to respect trans people and give them uh, like comfortable spaces to be, we should be able to talk about how this works, but you're not allowed to talk about that. By the way, uh, Riley Gaines, I love that uh, she had to compete against Leah Thomas. She ties with Leah Thomas in the 2022 season at the end of the season. And the trophy goes to Thomas because they can't not give it to Thomas and give it to Riley instead. And like men will come along on Twitter and just mansplain to her how it works to compete against men. And it's like, okay, uh, maybe she's allowed to have a few thoughts about this since it was her senior season and it was her race and it was what she'd been working towards her her entire life. Right. I don't look, I I try to think logically and logically like some dude, the NCAA is housed right here. And right. I just crushed them for that on my local radio show. And, you know, I, I, they listen. I know they listen because people there tell me how pissed off they were at me for just destroying them for being chicken shit uh, little weenies for doing that. I mean, it. I, all right, last thing before I let yeah. you go. Um, why? This is not stopping, okay? I, I, or, or is it? That's my uh, Alabama put in. I know Sarah... A Huckabee in Arkansas is putting in stuff. Do you think that this will come down to state legislatures stopping? The governor, was it Alabama, was great. She corrected ESPN by saying, no, I'm not letting biological males compete against women. Do you think people are standing up at the state legislative level? I think they are more now. And I think it's thanks to people like Riley Gaines, frankly, who was very brave to talk about it. Like the young the young woman who I mentioned in my column, who was a Connecticut uh, track and field star who yes. had to compete in 2017 against two biological males. She wrote about this early. Riley Gaines has been outspoken about it. This is an issue where about 60% of people believe that this is an issue. And I would argue like maybe some of them aren't admitting they think it's an issue because they're afraid of getting bullying, uh, getting bullied. People agree that this is a problem. There have to be rules governing it. They have to be fair to women competitors. Uh, It's kind of a no-brainer. And people are allowed to have concerns about it. And I think that state legislatures that speak to those concerns without being like nasty, you don't have to be nasty to speak to these concerns of women athletes and their parents, right? Like I'm raising three girls. I want them to have chances on the field. I want them to uh, listen to their spidey sense if something's weird in a locker room. Like those are things that I don't want to rob them of. Those are important things to have as a young woman. And that's part of this discussion. And I, frankly, I wish I had talked about it sooner because it seemed like sort of a fringe issue. And then all of a sudden it was a thing. And it's like, nobody's, you, everyone's insisting you can't talk about it. And I, we just shouldn't allow that. Uh I, I, we're going to keep talking about it. I can't wait to have you back on. Getting Hammered, where can people find it? What's going on with the podcast? Anywhere you find podcasts. It's a fun, like, morning show style, newsy. You like politics, but, like, maybe not too much and you don't want to freak out. Join us <laughs> at Getting Hammered, anywhere you find podcasts. Not freaking out about politics is not the American I, well, look, right now. You know All, all, all <laughs> of media is, is delighting in freaking you out. I'm not doing that. I want to have a nice time. Maybe a glass of bourbon every now and then. There you go. Thank you, Mary Catherine. I appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you.
See, I, I love talking to smart people. That's what makes this show so much fun. Go get it at get, Getting Hammered Podcast. Uh, check it out. Check out Outkick when Mary Catherine Ham writes. It's really good stuff. I'll never understand. I swear to God, I will not. I will never understand why men will shut up. Now, actually, I do because you get a hate piece written about you. But who cares? I mean, some slap at, at the indie star Greg Doyle wants to write a hate piece. Go write it. Just makes you more popular. Standing up for women should be mandatory for men. Women don't need you to defend them, but men should defend them. They should. And people say, well, if you still worked at ESPN, uh, then you wouldn't be doing this. No, that's not true. I would be doing it. I thank Mary Catherine Ham for the article, and we're going to continue to stand up. If I worked at ESPN, I would still be saying this, and I would take whatever lumps that I take because my family, women, are in sports, love sports, participate in sports, and what is being done to women by jackasses like Nancy Moore, jackasses like Sarah Spain, retweeting it, should not be tolerated. And, in fact, I think Nancy Moore should be fired, and I think Sarah Spain should be fired, but that's just me. Uh, all right, a couple of other things before we go to break. Uh, by the way, a lady, great friend, Allison Williams is going to join us. Hey, Dubs who was one of the OGs of this show. She was coming on this show from the first day forward, worked at ESPN, knows the people involved, and I guarantee you coming up at 10 o'clock has some things to say about the idiot that is Sam Ponder and the big, or not Sam Ponder, uh, Sarah Spain, and the bigger idiot that is uh, Nancy Moore. Sam, uh, or Sarah Spain said, well, I I don't want to engage with you. Don't engage with me. Don't matter to me. I was listening to my friends Hammer and Nigel yesterday, and man, did they slap her around. I mean, it was unbelievable, the stuff they were saying uh, about it. All right, Joe Mazzula is coming back to the Celtics. Joe Mazzula, the head coach who does not know how to play against his own, is coming back. All right? Good for Joe Mazzula. Remember the name Brad Stevens? Brad Stevens, iconic college coach, left and went to the Celtics. Now he is running the show with the Celtics, Brad Stevens had this to say about Joe Mazzulla. Brad, is Joe Mazzulla the best head coach for this team going forward? And if so, why? Yeah, I think he is. And I thought he, again, did a really good job with this group. Um, Everybody's going to overreact to the best players and coaches after every game. That's always the way it is. We know that going in, so we have to, you know, be able to judge things on the whole. And um, he's a terrific leader. Um, he'll only get better at anything that, you know, he can learn from this year because he's constantly trying to learn. And all right, he needs to learn. Come on, he needs to go sit on the couch, hang out a little bit, and we'll teach him about zone offense. See. Used to be NBA and college coaches would trek to Bowling Green and hang out, and I would give them a little motion offense. I'd give them a little zone offense. Uh, But now that I'm out of it, only a few are smart enough to call. Got a couple calls yesterday from some scouts, both NFL and NBA. That's just who I am. Uh, Adam Silver, the most meek, mild, and ridiculous woke, uh, what do you call him? I guess he's a commissioner of the NBA. He said that a decision has been made on John Morant. He also said there is a lot more coming out. There is a lot of stuff that he learned about Morant. I believe it would be impossible, absolutely impossible, to 
know all of the stupid stuff that John Morant and his boys, his crew, his posse, his friends, whatever you want to call it, his mother, his dumbass father, it would be impossible to know all the stupid stuff these clowns have been in. It would be unbelievable from hitting a kid, pulling a gun, going into a footlocker because his mommy was disrespected, yo, pointing laser printers at Pacer employees, banning the brother, watching the dad act like an idiot trying to get in fights, the whole blank show. It would be impossible to know all the stupid stuff, but guess what? Apparently, Adam Silver knows the stupid stuff, and Adam Silver ain't having it. Adam Silver is off to the races. He's off to the races. And he, look at that guy right there. He is the NBA. He is going to come after. It seems like. It seems like. All right? It seems like. He's coming down hard. Um, There is something near and dear to my heart. Those of you that watched Ken Sterling and I yesterday and a few weeks ago know that I had a raccoon guy out to my house. I got raccoons. Raccoons are nasty little creatures. In fact, the other day, I have steps that go down. There was a baby raccoon. It was actually kind of cute. I don't know if he was tired or what. He was just laying on the steps. And I'm like, holy hell, I don't need this action in my life. I don't need it. And back when I was a kid, my next door neighbor, Mr. Crane, took pictures of raccoons in our garbage cans. We had to keep our garbage cans outside. There they are, those nasty, nasty little creatures. But anyway, so the raccoon was laying on the steps, and I'm like, holy crap, Lee. So I got Lee and Jared, and we were looking at this raccoon. Now, I'm a great American hero. About two years ago, I saved a little fawn out here in our creek. I wrapped it up in a blanket. It had been injured. Animals had been biting it. There were, there were bugs on it. I wrapped it up in a blanket so I didn't get kicked. We called uh, the, uh, the Humane Society, whatever. They took it. I'm an American hero. I'm looking at this raccoon saying, I don't want to do this. I want no part of this action. I want none. Well, a prospect with the Pittsburgh Pirates says, listen to this, his wife is battling a blood disease after a raccoon attack. I don't need this action in my life. So yesterday, right in the middle of our, of our little local show, uh, a raccoon guy came out to my house. Lee got a raccoon guy. It's like 100 bucks to start, 50 bucks for every raccoon they catch. I don't know what they do with the raccoon, and frankly, I don't care. You can get mad at me for not caring. I, you can get called PETA on me, whatever you want to do. I do not care what they do with the raccoon. Don't care. Just get them the hell out of here. But apparently, they are nasty, we know, but they cause a blood disease, at least according to a Pittsburgh pirate prospect's wife. Whoo! Lionel Messi is leaving PSG after two seasons. The Saudis. Remember last week we had the gun show on and the gun show told us that Saudi Arabia is taking over sports. There is talk that not one, not two, not three, but 400 million a year is what the Saudis are going to pay. Lionel Messi. Now, look, I don't know the whole soccer thing. I do watch Ted Lasso, so I have a little bit of a feel and I have bet the Premier League at different times. But I got to tell you, the gun show was absolutely right. If this, in fact, is $400 million, you can get mad at Messi all you want for taking $400 million, but you're nuts. You're nuts. 
I go back to the University of Arkansas and their beautiful fountain funded by the Saudis. Damn near everything we have has in Saudi money. Go take your money. Go take your money. Period. That. I'm just telling you. If you can get $400 million a year, I'm going to the YouTube chat on this one. If you can get $400 million a year, you're telling me you're not going to take $400 million a year? I got two words for you. Who are you crapping? You know you're taking it. You know you are. Period. Period. That's it. Uh, Dan, I am a no on Ted Lasso. Hey, Dan, raccoons are easy to trap, just relocated. No. You are insane if you think that I am trapping anything. My father, we had chipmunks in our yard. He used to put them, he had one of those traps, put them in the back of his car and drive them out to the woods and let them go. I ain't that guy because I ain't trapping nothing. I ain't trapping a damn thing. Zero. Zip. Nada. You trap them. Look, I work. I door dash. Uh, I do ads. I do cameo videos. I do this show. I work so I don't have to trap rodents. Period. Period. That's why I work. You work for your own reasons. I'll work for mine. That's it. Hey, can we show the video of Joe Biden falling again? And can we show the video of Joe Biden's uh, making fun of Donald Trump kind of tippy-toeing down a ramp? You guys, can you guys call that up? I would love to see that video again. It just makes me giggle. And I know I'm a rotten human being, but this is a rotten human being. Look at how he steps and look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. Okay? Come on. Come on. Is there a bigger fake tough guy in the world than Joe Biden? Is there? I mean, seriously. And this is why Biden fell. Oh, boom! Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, did you watch the NBA last night? If you watch the NBA, look at my man here. He don't know where he is. I told you before, my White House, I have people everywhere. I have people inside the Colts. I have people inside the Pacers. I have people inside the White House. I got people everywhere. And I told you this. They have to remove all the cables. Like in the White House, particularly the West Wing, there's like all kind of stuff going on, all kind of media stuff. All right? Well, guess what? They got to get rid of all the cables. Because he can't lift up his feet. That's why he tripped. He blamed a sandbag or a cable. He can't do it. He cannot do it. Cannot do it. Period. Can't do it. Won't do it. Can't do it. It's awesome that he has no... Look, a, a plea to Jill Biden. Take your husband home. He's been a god-awful public servant. He's been a horrific, horrific human being. His son Hunter and his laptop pictures are an embarrassment to the entire country. Emma Jo uh, Morris has the laptop. She told us years ago, or has the hard drive, what's in it? Well, there's porn and dealings 
with the Ukraine. You've been a horrible public servant. You have abused the system. You're bought and sold for it. You used to actually have a soul, but that soul was racist. Joe, go home. Jill, you're supposedly a doctor. You call yourself a doctor. I call myself handsome. You call yourself a doctor. I understand. Take the man home. Save the country, Jill. Take the man home. Put him in bed. Turn on Jeopardy. Get him a Sudoku book. Maybe word search for him. And take the man home. Save a nation. Hey, did you see the folks at Gannett are going to walk out next week? Yeah. The folks at Gannett Newspapers are going to walk out. They're calling it a big day for journalism. I call it a happy day for the United States. I call it a, uh, well, oh, let me see, emancipation day from lying and hate and discord. And you know what? Just flat out bias. Walk, Annette, walk and stay walked. Nobody's going to miss you. The country will be better. You reap what you sow. You're horrible human beings. Gannett only hires the worst people. It's what, and speaking of hiring, the Atlantic, or the, not, uh, the Athletic in Indianapolis, you caught a break. Little Zachy Kiefer is moving on up to the NFL. So Colts coverage, you already have a diversity hire in that James guy, that little kid who can't write nothing. So that's covered. Go get somebody with some cojones, some satchel. Gannett, or not Gannett, the athletic, the athletic, Colts coverage. Look, you got milk toast Zaki out of the way. He's gone. Get somebody that doesn't kiss the backside of America's worst general manager. Get somebody in there. You got, like I said, the diversity is taken care of. That's good. That's fine. You don't have, you don't, you can go hire the best person. Hire somebody, I don't care if they're black, white, green, or purple. Hire somebody with some balls. We need some coverage around here. We got our guy Holder with ESPN. He has been here 11 years and has never broken a story or wrote an interesting story, Stephen Holder. Good. Let him be at ES. Let's get somebody in here that covers the Colts with some gravitas, with some satchel. You know what I'm saying. It's your opportunity. The school, uh, uh, the student body president, everybody tells me in the room of Colts writers is the most childish, ridiculous room that there is. There's somebody in there that's an adult. We got Zachy and Joel, and um, we've got James. Get him. And Nate, get, him. get somebody in there with some sex. Speaking of some sack, Allison Williams joins. We're going to rip on ESPN versus ESPN crime. She's one of the OGs of this show. A-dubs next. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Um, 
I'm going to say this right. She's an OG of this show because when we started this show, A Doubleicious was one of, if not our first guest. She was standing up for herself and ultimately proven very, very uh, right against ESPN. Lost her job. America needs an, uh, owes her an apology. She landed with a better job, as great people do with Fox. A Dubs, I got to ask you a question. You battled ESPN over vaccines. Uh, my friend, and I think she's your friend, uh, Sage Steele, has a lawsuit over free speech slash vaccines. Uh, what do you make of Sage's lawsuit? What do you make of what's going on there? Um, I give her so much credit, first of all. She does a lot of things that take a lot of courage, but that was definitely one that required some some major onions, as our boy Raf would say. Uh, to sue your employer while you're actively employed is next level. <laughs> I uh, I have a lawsuit pending with them, but I'm not currently employed by them, so I can't even imagine how her day-to-day life is being affected. But good for her because she had a right to call the, the mandates what they were, and that was sick, and that's what she did. And she spoke out uh, against these asinine rules that now I think we're seeing across the country were not only immoral and wrong, but also constitutionally um, unacceptable and unallowed. So I give her a ton of credit. She's She's been... Um, one of the most vocal people when it comes to issues facing our country. And now she's taking that a step further and taking legal action. I give her a ton of credit because um, that's, like I said, that's that's next level when you can file a lawsuit against your current employer. You know, um, I, I agree. And I've texted with her. Vanity Fair came out with an article. And I want to get your perspective on this. You worked at ESPN. I worked at ESPN. And couple of the anchors, Nicole Briscoe in particular, you know, really attacked Sage Steele, liked the tweets, talked about her, said she should never work again. They took her off of a, of a women's board celebration that she actually started. Why do you think women have not come to the, I'm going to get into Sam Ponder in a minute, but why do you think women have not come to the defense of, of uh, Sage? I think fear operates a lot of things. I think for a lot of people, when it comes to speaking out on issues they may feel a certain way about, they are, they're scared into silence. And that's an unfortunate place we're at right now, because the one thing I've asked for in all of this is just open debate and candor. Um, I don't expect you to believe everything I believe. I don't think there's very many people in this world that believe the same exact things as someone else on every level. Um, but I expect a fair, open and candid conversation based in fact, based in reality. And let's have those discussions. And I think because of the fear and the vitriol uh, that gets levied at people who reside on a certain side of issues, people who may agree with them are often um, silenced. And and that's unfortunate. And I'm glad that you mentioned Sam. I'm glad that she has spoken out if for no other reason. I mean, several reasons, but but one of them is that now Sage kind of does have an ally publicly because in my conversations with Sage and in my experience myself, the one thing I found that the allies were there. They there were people who support me, who uh, agreed with me, but they felt like they had to be quiet about it. And so while I had the private support, I didn't have the public support. And I think that's been the case for Sage as well. I know it has been, um, you know, throughout her her uh, turmoils that she's had to navigate being a more conservative person in a very liberal workplace. And she's told me about conversations she's had with very high profile people, very high profile athletes, anchors, and so forth that are like, Sage, look, I agree with you 100%, but I just can't say that because I'm going to alienate myself. And unfortunately, the people who did disagree with her, you mentioned Nicole Briscoe, there's several others as well. 
they were able to publicly, you know, shame her, criticize her and, and ostracize her. And there was no recourse for them. And, and that's not right. So I think that's the one thing that people need to we need to move if we want to move forward as a society and as co-workers and have truly like inclusive, diverse workspaces that needs to include that include diversity of thought. And people need to be able to express themselves openly and candidly. If that's what we're going to allow. I mean, if we're going to suppress everybody, then make everybody be quiet on this stuff. But obviously we're not. So we need to allow people from both sides. To, to voice their opinions. And I, I wish more women, more people, more men too, um, would speak out in support of people like Sage and Sam who are finally, you know, using their voices to express thoughts and opinions um, to support, you know, women's sports and other issues, because I know they're out there. Um, unfortunately, you know, like Riley Gaines said, the silence has become compliance in all of this and silence is the route a lot of people have chosen. We all heard the, well, we got to have uncomfortable conversations. Right? We all heard that crap back in 2020. Uncomfortable convert. You can't have a conversation. You can't have a conversation about race. You can't have a conversation about transgender. You can't have a conversation about women's sports. You can't have a conversation about women's spaces because Nancy Amore well, and writers on the far left, they don't conversate. They attack. And, and, and it's sad. Really, you faced mm -hmm. it. People didn't want to hear what your reasons were. They just wanted to rip you. You know what I mean? Yes. We can't have these bullshit, uncomfortable conversations. Right. And and that's what people um, are attacking, right? Like they, they just call you a bigot. They call you a racist. They call you, you know, anti-vax. All the labels they want to attack to discredit what could be some very valid opinions because they don't want to hear them. And that article, that USA Today article about Sam, I, I read it and it, it made me so sick to my summit because this person obviously didn't have a conversation with Sam because heaven forbid a real journalist do some research and reach out to the person they're going to write about or write an opinion piece about. Uh, they absolutely. They, they were, and these claims were so unfounded. I mean, her reason for being a bigot and, and not just having legit concerns about in women's spaces being attacked. She was a bigot because um, she hadn't supported women's sports before, apparently. So if you're not a season ticket holder to the WNBA, you, you don't support women's sports, right? Um, she didn't like the Title IX video compilation celebration that ESPN put together and wasn't asked to be a part of it. So therefore, she obviously is not pro women's sports or Title IX. I mean, this is so asinine. Do you know how many things people see and in their mind support online every day that they don't hit like for or they don't retweet or they don't share just because you don't endorse something doesn't mean you don't necessarily support it or agree with it. The way she shapes that argument is is it's so um, preposterous and ridiculous. And obviously, she's just pushing forth her own agenda and opinion uh, based on absolutely nothing because she clearly doesn't know Sam. She is the farthest from a bigot. And um, it's it's just sad that that's what we've resorted to now instead of, hey, let's pick up the phone and, and have a conversation conversation with her and say, why do you believe this? What led you to come to this decision? Maybe give her a chance to defend herself and said, you're just going to say she's a bigot. And this is why, because she didn't like a title nine celebration video. And I mean, it, it's, it's just asinine and she didn't get asked to be a part of it, which is such a joke to me because damn, I think you know this. And it was probably your experience as well as mine. ESPN's a little, like, it's a little high school clickish. Did you feel that way when you were there? Like, it's kind of like there's the cool kids table. It's really weird like that. And I remember I reached out um, because I never got invited to the ESPNW summit. And it bothered me. And one time it was right in L.A. I'm like, I'm, I'm 90 miles away. I could drive up, 
why am I not getting invited to this ESPNW summit? I'm a woman. I've been working here for multiple years. And I, I had this conversation with Beth Mullins. I'm like, who invites these people? Who decides that this person should come and not this person? I'm local. They don't even have to fly me out. Why would I not be? I'm not saying to host. Right? Like, I just want to attend. I want to be in this room and have these conversations and be around these people who I respect and look up to. ESPN is so clickish. So for, for this woman to say, oh, Sam wasn't invited to such and such. And that's, you know, proof that they know she's a big, like, no, it's a very weird, weird culture there. And it's, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I, that was my sense that I got when I was there. I don't know if you kind of felt that way too. I 1000% did. I'm in one of my many controversies, Stephanie Drewley called me and told me, well, you know, the women of ESPN are all upset. I said, yeah. I said, you know, uh, the women of ESPN are upset. I, I got to tell you, one of the women of ESPN that's upset uh, is a married mother of two children. This is before you had any kids, so I'm not talking about you, who is currently having an affair with a friend of mine who's also married with two children. So I don't want to hear about the women of ESPN and their moralizing against me. Right. Right. And she, well, yeah. but, but that, 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 that's, that's not the point. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear about the moral. I mean, you want to dislike what I did and embarrass the company. Fine. Right. But don't give me the moral crap. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the moral police, the, the chief of the moral police is usually the most morally corrupt person you can find. That's that's how that usually Absolutely. goes. It's like, OK, careful, careful throwing rocks in, in uh, glass houses. I'm, I'm looking at things. You mentioned, I mentioned Nicole Briscoe, and I'll mention Sam or Sarah Spain. So these women are in the company. These women are in the corporate structure with. So we, we have a couple things in play here. You know, how about women defending women? Uh, number one, how about broadcasters defending broadcasters? Number two, how about we're all in the same company? Number three, and not only do you get crickets from these people, uh, Spain and Briscoe, but they add to the hate. Spain not only liked all these things, she retweeted this idiotic article. It's insane to me that Norby and these people let these folks work within the company. I don't know how that doesn't fall under creating a hostile work environment. Why is that not some sort of harassment? I don't know if it's because it's online or like how do they how do they not address that? There need, and I'm not there anymore, so I don't know if there hasn't been a memo that's gone out or something. But with all the the emails and the BS that they send, I mean, they they need they need to address this because if you are going to be um, retweeting and respreading and redisseminating um, hateful information or articles about your coworkers, that's going to create hostility in the workplace. And if we want to create a place where where you know people are free to be themselves. Um, as we like to say these days, then that needs that needs to be the case. And it does seem very odd to me. The only people who under, seem to come under retaliation are the ones, you know, like Sage did for 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 speaking out. Um, it, it would be really easy for ESPN to say, "Look, this is what we believe as a company, and these are our, you know, X, Y, and Z, and the inclusion of whatever." But we support people who can feel differently, and like this is how we're going to navigate that and create a place where all people. Are truly welcome, including those who don't necessarily, you know, have these same social beliefs or on issues that we do. I mean, there's there's a way I think to navigate this and come out on top and looking like, okay, look, 
we understand people, we employ so many people, we're going to have some people who disagree on things. I mean, that's how their shows are built on disagreement. Wouldn't that be a novel concept too? Like, could you imagine if one of these debate shows actually had this debate? Like, like, we need that forum. We need that space. Could you imagine instead of debating the bullshit that's on first take and all those other shows that I no longer watch, could you imagine if they actually had you know, like a Billie Jean King and, and a Sage Steel, like just hash it out and, and have this conversation or I mean, get Sarah Spain on there, bring Sam Ponder on. Let's have this conversation. Let's have a true debate. Let's actually uh, uh, break this down. I mean, that to me would be something I would actually turn that channel back on for. Yeah, honest to God. I mean, we, we, we're worried that voters are racist for the MVP vote. And in every, I mean, what, the level of stupid. Right. But I do think this, people are asking me, Dan, you keep talking about this. I think you have to keep talking about this because I, I personally believe, now, again, who am I? I'm, I'm a dummy. I get it. But I believe kids and women are under attack. I, I do. I believe our children are under 100%. attack. And I believe women, particularly in sports, are, are under attack. And I don't like it. I'm a bit, I just don't like it, period. No, and, and it, it, just, it, it just opens the door to all sorts of further issues down the road, in my opinion. And again, it, there are some things that at some point have to trump inclusivity and, and maybe that's fairness. And women worked really, really hard to carve out a space where they could compete and get the recognition they deserved and the records and, and the support that they needed in sports. And that's being, that's being attacked. Like you said, that's being taken away and they can argue that it's a minuscule amount of people competing. Well, it's just going to grow. And I'm not saying like, you know, that USA Today article that we think, Oh, some boy woke up one day and decided he wanted to win. So he went out and competed as a girl. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. Doing. Right. Right. How do we police this? So because you identify a certain way, now everybody has to see you that way. No, you have male genitalia. That is an uncomfortable, intimidating position to be in as a woman. You don't want to be around a naked man that you don't want to be around. Uh, the There's laws against that. And, you know, I, I was watching something yesterday because um, the Special Olympics is coming up, which is one of my favorite sporting events and near and dear to my heart. I had a brother's participated in Special Olympics and I grew up uh, with a Down syndrome uncle and, and a special needs aunt. So it's something that I really um, I believe in and I support and I, I love. And I thought to myself, you know, now there's this new like the trans disabled people who identify as disabled, the woman who blinded herself because she felt like she should have been born without sight. I thought, what if somebody, one of those people came in and said, I want to compete in Special Olympics and I identify as being disabled. So I should be able to compete against Special Olympics athletes. What would we say? Would we support that person? This clearly able-bodied, mentally fully capable person. Would we support them in Special Olympics and let them steal medals and podiums from these kids who have lived their lives with a completely different experience than this person had? No, we would call it for what it is, which is outrageous and ridiculous and tell that person to get out of here. Why are we not doing the same for women? Why are we not saying the same exact thing about men who have lived their entire lives as men, except for a very short period and decided to take a few, you know, whatever the, the restrictions are, a few hormone blockers for a few months and say, nope, I'm, I'm a woman and I'm going to compete and I'm going to take away your medals. I'm going to take away your scholarships. I'm going to take away your pay. I'm going to take away your winnings. That's ridiculous. That's not why we created women's sports. We have different divisions within sports. 
for different athletes for competitive fairness. And that's what this is based on. It's not based on bigotry. It's not a, out of hate for trans people. You want to live your life as a, as a trans person, that is fine, but you've got to find a different space to compete. So create your own league, create with your biological sex, whatever that looks like, but we should be able to call it what it is. And that's ridiculous when people who do not fit the category of the, com- the, the, the category of the competition that in which they're participating. That's absurd. That's why these categories were created. That's why we need separate locker rooms. That's why we have separate sports for women's for women and for men in the majority of sports. Um, it, it, it just, it, it's really, it's, it's frustrating. And you're right, Dan, I think it's for people who can see it for what it is. It's a scary space because, there are going to be long-term unintended consequences for years to come if we don't stop this now. And there's going to be a lot of women who are going through really scary situations in spaces where they should be safe, like a women's locker room at a YMCA or your your locker room at your high school. Um, These women have rights too. They need to be protected. They need to be advocated for. That's you're you're so good. You're, you're so smart. (laughs) That was so good. That I haven't even so had a smart. coffee yet, so that I'm not was... fully responsible for anything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> Boy, do I understand that. A-Dubs, <laughs> thank you. Next time we have you on, we're going to be talking football. we got to be talking football. It's coming up uh, quick. As we move through the summer. I know. Awesome. I know. Sounds I can't good. Wait. Have a great one, thanks, man. Thanks, A-Dubs. Uh, thank you. She's awesome. Uh, Allison Williams is absolutely awesome. I am so proud to have worked with her Sage Steele to have worked with Sam Ponder. I, I love I love strong women. I, I just do. Uh, I, I love them. They're he, awesome. They're the great. I love them. Strong women make this world better. I'm looking at one right now. My daughter is in there. Strong woman. Great teacher. Great freaking daughter. Unbelievable humanity. So kind. So nice. So tough. Uh, and I'm so proud that my daughter is the woman uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that she is. I am, and I agree with Sam. How about we, or I agree with Allison, how about we bring Sam Ponder on one of these idiot shows, Norby, and instead of debating whether Kevin Nagandi or the fat guy, uh, Woody, whatever his name is, are sitting there in their little white dresses or whatever they got on, how about we have an actual debate instead of, can the Ravens have the most dangerous offense in the NFL? That's the topic on whatever this show is. Yes, they can. How about you have an actual debate? And I don't want, and I know, I don't want to get into this here, but I don't want to hear from people talking about uncomfortable, con- we need uncomfortable conversations. No, yeah, really? So what? Uh, white dude just has to say, you know, everything's great. Black dude uh, has to say everything's great. Uh, white and black have to say transgender. Everybody's got to say everything's great. Everything's right. Or else you're a phobic, you're an it. I mean, I think Nancy Moore should be fired. I think she should absolutely be fired. There is, there is, rare, there is very few things that you can say about a person um, without evidence than bigot. That woman should be fired. That woman should not be allowed back in media. That woman should be gone. But the USA Today has no balls. They encourage that stuff because nobody knew who Nancy Moore was. Nobody had any idea who that uh, ridiculous, far-left, awful human being was until she wrote an article. Sarah Spain should never have been hired. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, I said it wasn't about talent with Sarah Spain. It wasn't about her boobs. It was about she was literally 
before ESPN gave her a radio show. She was literally uh, the update person at uh, 10, uh, WMVP. And she doesn't believe she was a diversity guy. She's all mad at me because I said, look, well, you said it wasn't about talent. It's not about my boobs. It had nothing to do with your boobs. You sold those on the internet. You made a video calling we, I want to F Steve Bartman. I mean, that's Sarah Spain. But somehow, as the update person on WMVP, ESPN gave her own radio show. And I'll tell you where I lost Sarah Spain. I'm listening to her and Cassidy Hubbard do a show. I'm driving into ESPN. I think it was Dan Dickow, the former Gonzaga player they had on, and they talked about rubbing their fingers through his hair. And I'm sitting there going, man, uh, Sarah Spain's like the hall monitor, right? She's like the hall monitor of you know, ESPN and women and all this crap. And that's what she talks about on a radio show. If I would say on my radio show, boy, I'd like to rub my fingers through uh, Sam Ponder's hair. When I was talking to Sam Ponder, oh my God. But it's okay for these hypocrites to do it. No, they're full of crap. Sarah Spain, I I don't think she got hired because of her boobs. I think she got hired because, and diversity factored in. And yet somehow ESPN's afraid of her, can't get rid of her dumbass, because frankly, Sarah Spain has added nothing. But yet she can criticize somebody like Sam Ponder by retweeting a hateful article. And it's the same with Nicole Briscoe. Nicole Briscoe's a no-talent hack. When she comes on SportsCenter, there isn't one single person that pays any attention to her other than to say, Briscoe, uh, I know the name, and her husband was a race car driver, Ryan Briscoe, and a good one. But she coming out with hate against freaking uh, Sam Ponder, she coming out with hate against uh, Sage Steele is asinine, ridiculous, horrible. They're just horrible people. And when you text with people that know them, they're like, yeah, they're the worst of the worst. Now, they hide behind, well, we're compassionate. Well, no, they're not. They're jealous, in some cases, maybe even racist. Don't know. Yeah, people are watching. Yeah, okay. Nicole Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Right. Man, hey, Nicole Briscoe is hosting SportsCenter. We got to turn it on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Uh, How do you not defend women? How do you as Nicole Briscoe or Sarah Spain not defend women unless you're either racist or jealous or both? So write your articles, call me your names, but we'll be back here tomorrow. Because we say the things that everybody's afraid of. Good Good for Mary Catherine Ham. Good for Allison Williams for speaking up. Because we all know We all know the frauds that are out there. Uh, Let me get some damn awards real quick. Our moron of the week is my friend Jay uh, Jay Williams. He's saying that Jimmy Butler is harder to guard than Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I get it. I do. I get it. I understand. You you, you just, you got to say stuff. You know, you're on a show that nobody's watching, and I love Jay Will. He's a nice guy. Married a girl from over here. But I know you got to say stuff, I guess. That's the beauty of our show. We only say what we believe. We only advertise what we use. It's one of my life's mottos. So we understand. But I got to tell you, Ron James, pretty good. Kevin Durant, pretty good. Whatever. Uh, My favorite story of the week, of course, is Trevor Williams 
the pitcher for the Nationals, coming out against the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Los Angeles Dodgers honoring a group that mocks Catholics. That is so blasphemous, and it is just so ridiculous that the Los Angeles Dodgers are honoring, honoring, bringing them on the field, the ladies of perpetual jackassery. Uh, It is so ridiculous to any normal human being, normal thinking, even abnormal thinking human being, that with 4 million Catholics in the L.A. area, this is the hill that they want to go down on. Good for them. I hope everybody that is a Catholic boycotts the Dodgers game whenever the hell it is. I'm not promoting it. But good for Trevor Williams. Good for Clayton Kershaw. Uh, You guys suck, the Dodgers. And look, I am not offended ever. I'm not really offended by this. I just think you're idiots. There you go. There you go. There's your group. They do all kinds. Of, they're perverted. They're perverse. They are the, they represent the worst of the worst. But you know what? We somehow are going to honor them. And of course, Sam Britton, the absolute weirdo, insane psychopath who steals luggage, hired, of course, by the Biden administration, he's in the group. He's in the group, old Sammy Britton. He's the face of the group. Like, I'm the face of Indiana University, the most handsome, most intelligent, most interesting alum, and I cannot believe that the Indiana University social media post made a big deal about Pride Month and not one post about Memorial Day. I don't get it. But that clown is the face of the women of perpetual stupidity. Mm Mm-hmm. Energy official. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Nuclear energy official. This guy. This psychopath. This sociopath. This pervert. He's the face of the women, ladies of perpetual blasphemy, whatever the hell they're called. The world is nuts. The world is insane. Um, I do want to show this, and I forgot to send it to you. My favorite meal of the weekend happened last night. And my stepdaughter, Tegan Shaw, took a picture of my dessert. It was a massive cupcake with ice cream and chocolate sauce. Yeah, that's right. My favorite meal was last night. Costco has great potato salad. Unbelievable potato salad. And I made, I don't know what I'm doing right. But I'm starting to cook my brains. I made the most unbelievable cheeseburgers, perfect bun. We had onions. We had potato salad. We had watermelon. It was awesome last night. I had everybody home except Andrew. We miss Andrew. But that's it. And then the dessert was just stellar. I may have to have Tegan uh, send it down. You know what I mean? Yeah, we might have to. We might have to have Tegan send. Hey, T. Oh, God, are they good. I'm going to text her right now. Or I'll text her at the break. Tegan, send me the picture of me and my dessert last night. What else we got here? I love it. All right. More Biden, Hunter Biden photos of it. The internet. We'll get to that when we come back. Let's close out a great week. Great half hour coming up. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned.
I got my ice cream picture that I ate last night. I know you're all on the edge of your seat for it, but Hunter Biden, we've told you about Hunter Biden. We told you when we had Emma Jo Morris on about what is in the hard drive of Hunter Biden. You know what it is. It's dealings with the Ukraine and Russia and, of course, porn, because Hunter Biden is that guy. And, of course, a lot of peni pictures. Uh, there is a tweet with old Hunter being Hunter. Let's see, because pictures are now being released of the smartest man Joe Biden's ever been around. Look at this guy. That's the smartest guy Joe Biden has ever been around. He's brilliant. Look, Jill Biden, I know you're not this clown's mother, but do us all a favor, will you please? Can you do us a favor? Take Joe home and walk Hunter into the police station and just say, hey, can we do it? Can we just get rid of him? Uh, our friend Jimmy uh, Fela, who is a really funny guy at J-I-M-M-Y-F-A-I-L-L-A, uh, he says Hunter laptop photos hit the internet an hour ago and I've already seen so many penises, I feel like I'm on a woman's swimming team. <laughs> Oh, man, is that good. Oh, baby, is that good. How good is that? I feel like I'm on a woman's swim team. I've seen so many packages. We told you, Emma Jo Morris, she has the laptop. Give her a follow. She showed it to us uh, on our show. And, of course, oh, that's not his. There are actually still people, I want you to think about this, there are actually still people out there that defend the Biden family. There are. There are people so mad at Donald Trump that, and I don't know why, I mean, your 401k was great, gas prices were down, the border was secure, we were in no wars. I don't care who he grabs by what, that's his business. Let's take him home, Jill. I mean, he's stooping his dead brother's wife, he impregnated some stripper. This is the smartest man Joe Biden has ever met. Man, I, I, uh, Chelsea Mitchell. Yeah, Jesus. Let's see. You got any more? Bring them all. Let me see all the video or all the thing. Oh, there he is. Look at that. Smart. Oh, he's smart. Look at him. Can't even shave. Crackhead, ridiculous Hunter Biden. Good. What a life. What a life the Bidens have led. Uh, Chelsea Mitchell is a lady whose name you really don't know. Chelsea Mitchell is the, quote, fastest woman in Connecticut. She is the fastest running woman in Connecticut. I know what you old school guys say. You, you think fast, you act like an idiot, and you say stupid things. Uh, I'm not letting you do that right now. She's the fastest woman in Connecticut. She got beat by trans athletes, by boys. Boys that say, well, I'm a girl. That's who she got beat by. And she is suing the state after losing the trans athlete. Good for her. I hope she doesn't stop. I hope she never stops. I hope she doesn't stop, won't stop, can't stop, won't. I hope she wins. And, you know, even if she doesn't, what kind of male? Let me just ask you this because... Um, God dang it, who said it on the show? What kind of male competes against women? What kind of male does that? 
I mean, I understand we have the sissification of males now. Like, I went to Princeton, and my wife, the lovely Lee Ross, and I are in the Starbucks going, every dude here is, a, is effeminate as hell, and every girl is a cartoon character. Swear to God. Now, you walk around Princeton, and you see some real girls, and you see some real boys. But the, the, the boys in there were so freaking effeminate. Like, you, you don't know what to do. You're like, Jesus. And the girls were cartoon characters. Purple hair, this, tattoo. I mean, it's ridiculous. So what kind of adult male, other than the effeminate ones, decide that, oh, by the way, we are going to, ladies and gentlemen, race against women? Sage Steele had a post. My my eldest daughter went to school, middle school, with Chelsea here in Connecticut, where biological boys are allowed to compete in girls' sports. Since 2020, Chelsea has been fighting to overturn this based on a Title IX violation. So proud of you, Chelsea. It's unbelievable. Noah Syndergaard said what many also uh, adult males, he said that he would give up his hypothetical firstborn to return to his former self. See, that's self. You only give up your firstborn for a World Series title. You only give up your firstborn or your genitals, according to Mike Vrabel, for a Super Bowl title. You don't give up your firstborn so you can be back to being you. If you can't be you, you crazy, egotistical, maniacal maniac, then teach your son to be you. Hey, look, we all have a shelf life on performance. We, uh, baseball, basketball, football, it's about this big. Some get longer. Danny Plezak, my friend from Major League Base, uh, MLB Network, played for like 19 years. All right. Shelf life was big. I never played after high school. Talking about baseball, shelf life small. I actually, I played one year at Indiana. Uh, so shelf life a little bit bigger. But Syndergaard, if it's over, fine, and get teach your kid. Don't give him up. Now, if you say for a World Series ring, I understand. I do. A California man is suing the Angels, the Los Angeles Angels, after being left permanently blind in one eye by a ball thrown by a player. Interesting story here. One day we were sitting down the first baseline, my dad, my brother, and I, and my dad, oh, wait a second, let me see how this went. My dad leaned over to talk to me, a line drive from a guy named Mike Andrews, I mean, came screaming, and it hit our wood seat, broke the seat, went down. My brother got to foul ball. Had my dad been leaning this way, it was over. Done. My man would have been dead, but we wouldn't have sued anybody. You go to a baseball game, there's inherent risk. Uh, Have your head up. Bring a mitt. I like bringing a mitt. Used to be I like bringing a mitt and keeping score. People made fun of me, but I'm a very secure man. Bring a mitt. Get in the game. Sue all you'd like. I'm not supporting this lawsuit. I am not supporting this lawsuit. I will not be involved in this lawsuit. I will support lawsuits. Uh, I will support Chelsea Mitchell's lawsuit. I will support Sage Steele's lawsuit. But I will not support a guy getting hit by a baseball at a baseball game. It's like I will not support anybody that lives on a golf course bitching about balls in their yard. You live on a freaking golf course. That's it. All right, what's my favorite meal? This is the concoction I threw together last night. I have another picture, but I'm not showing it because I was in a T-shirt. I did. I did. Underneath that is a raspberry cupcake this big. 
I threw some vanilla ice cream, and of course, I went with the chocolate sauce on top. And I could do it because I got 20,000 steps yesterday and walked the dog three miles, did three uh, another three miles on a treadmill. That's right. Mowed the grass. That's right. So I could eat that. <laughs> it's also why I'm fat in the belly. <laughs> Uh, don't at me, people. Do you know the name Austin Reeves? I don't think you do. Austin Reeves is a guy that played well for the Lakers. They're going to match any offer for this guy right here up to $100 million. I can't wait for Big Perk, uh, Je- Richard Jefferson, and all the racist uh, African Americans to start calling him white boy and to make those coded references to a white boy getting $100 million. You know it's coming. comes with Duncan Robinson every time there's a game, white boy. Well, that white boy getting ready to get about a hundy mil. That's more than Duncan Robinson. And I got to tell you, thank you, Van Pastor, man. I got to tell you, Duncan Robinson deserves it. By the way, I'm rich. I got a $13.02 dividend from Ford. Yeah, that's right. On my uh, Robinhood account. Yeah, that's right. Don't at me. I got to tell you, my Robinhood account went from about, I'll be, I'll tell you point blank, 70 grand to about 35 grand. Yeah. Dan, is that Briars? No, I'll tell you what it is. It's a place called Sundays, which is right down the street. Every town has an ice cream place. And I would argue, like everybody else in every other city would argue, ours is the best. Locally owned, it's called Sundays. It's right here by the Mart, or by the uh, uh, Kroger. Freaking awesome. In fact, I'm going there for an espresso after the show. I need more energy. Because I got a big golf match. My wife and I are taking on my brother. Yeah. Dan, no need to explain yourself. Thank you. I love the YouTube chat. By the way, uh, here comes. You know I love talking to intelligent, beautiful women. Well, Haley's up next. They are. We had Mary Catherine Ham today. We had uh, Allison Williams today. Where else are you going to get this kind of stuff on any show across the country? We're bringing it, and we're bringing it strong. All right. You know her, you love her, you respect her. Every Friday about this time, Haley comes on and enlightens us, encourages us, entertains us with the old dog new trends on TikTok. Um, Haley, I said earlier, and it's it's blown up on the YouTube chat, I named the ice cream place by my house. I feel like every little area in every town has the greatest ice cream place in America. Do you have one? Okay. So it's funny that you said this because I grew up in New York and I've been craving frozen yogurt. I feel like frozen yogurt was a huge trend in like 20, I don't know, like 2010. I don't know. And the other day I was craving frozen yogurt. There's not one frozen yogurt place in Nashville. They have ice cream, but they don't have frozen yogurt. It's not like that soft serve, healthy version of ice cream. And I didn't want like a full ice cream. Anyway, so there are great ice cream places, but frozen yogurt has my heart and I haven't found one yet. So, Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The two places, and I think they really came from the East Coast that really blew up in the Midwest back when you were talking 10 uh, 10 to 20 years ago, frozen yogurt and bagel shops. Those two things, man, they just exploded, at least in the towns that I live in. And, of course, you know, the tattoo parlor 20 years ago, it 
exploded also. You know what I mean? Those three businesses, seriously, yeah. they lost their mind. They did. All right, what yeah, do we got? That, what are we going with this week? Well, there's a new trend that I need to explain to you. So you've heard of red flags and you've heard of green flags, things that are like turn on and turn offs when it comes to dating or friends or anything, meeting new people. And now on TikTok, creators are talking about their beige flags. And a beige flag is something that it's something a little quirky. It might give you pause, but you wouldn't stop being friends with that person. You wouldn't stop dating that person. It's just a little weird, but you move on. So some examples that people were saying, like, my fiance is, um, he has a phobia of astronauts, or he cries when he eats potatoes, like things that are quirky and weird, but it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. So our very own Hot Mike's Jonathan Hutton sat down with Livy Dunn and her mom the other day. I was able to go. And I asked Livy Dunn what her red, green, and beige flags are. Um, but in terms of collegiate athletes, so when it comes to your teammates, opponents, locker room etiquette, and here's what she had to say. I would say my biggest red flag is not being an LSU fan. Green flag is being an amazing teammate and cheering on everyone. A beige flag is likes hitting the weight room because I can't relate. Short and sweet and to so the, the point. So the base flag, the base flag is something that you cannot relate to. Is that it? Did I miss something here? What do we? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. A base flag is something that, yeah, either you can't relate to it or it's just like a little quirky. Maybe her teammates love hitting the weight room, but she doesn't. So she's like, oh, I can't relate, but she's still going to be friends with these people. She's still going to be a good teammate. It's just something that gives you a little pause. Maybe you don't get it about someone else, but that was Livy's red, green, and beige flags. I was wondering if you had a beige flag. Um, well, the weight room is one of them. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you this. My family, at, we were talking at dinner yesterday about anything that you would introduce yourself as unique. Okay? Okay. So I would... I would go, hey, Haley, I'm Dan Dockich. I eat the entire apple. Wow. Okay. I, that's, a, that's a beige flag, I think. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, Do I eat the like entire the apple. Core? I always have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a whole thing. Yeah, I don't eat the stem. I throw the stem out. But, yeah. You're not I, a quitter, it, it Dan. From my You're huh? not a quitter. That's all I got to say. You're not a quitter. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I got to think about that. The, the beige flag. Then, then we were doing um, what trait do you have? What serial killer trait do you have? Okay. Ooh, serial killer trait. Yeah. I eat lemons. I think that they taste really good. Like I will, I'm not going to eat the rind. I'm not going to go as crazy as you. I'm not, you know, I am a quitter, but right. I do eat I, I love sour stuff, so maybe that's a serial killer move. And I feel like my beige flag is probably that I fall asleep like 10 minutes into any show or movie that I watch, so I'm probably <laughs> annoying. I'm not like the best person to watch a movie with. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, Haley, wake up, man. The show just started. We're, we're in the credits here. What are you doing? Like, um, I know. My wife's, my wife's serial killer, and this is, you got to give this some thought. My wife, is, her serial killer thing is she is an obsessive rule follower. She has okay. to follow every single rule. So we're like, well, you're going to be a serial killer when you snap, when you finally have enough. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, we knew it. We, we knew it. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, for your sake, I, I hope that that's not true. I do, too. I, I, <laughs> I, I do, too. I don't, I don't need, you know. I guess it could be a show, Sleeping with a Serial Killer. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I'm sure maybe that we that's can do on, a Netflix. Yeah, that's on identity. Uh, what is that? Sh- uh, it's like on Oxygen or something. That show definitely already exists. Um, but let's right. get into got the first video. Flashing lights. Okay. Flashing lights. It's the flashiest lights you've ever seen before. Flashing lights. You've never seen lights that have flashed like these. Okay. Flashing lights. I don't know so why I'm, I'm laughing so hard at that. Do you know why. that song? Do you know that Kanye West song? Of course not. Okay, well, I I chose this video because I have seen good Trump impersonators, but they're all men. I don't think I've ever seen a woman really take on the Don and uh, and try to impersonate him. I thought she did a really good job. <laughs> I did. I did too. That's why I was laughing because her face, she went down and she was doing all that stuff. And I just, you know, how, she's got the hands you know down, some, she's got the mouth yes. down. Yeah, it was good. All right. On to the next. If, if someone were, if someone were sitting next to me, they'd have been like, it's not that funny, Dan. Why are you sitting here laughing your <laughs> brain? I don't know. It just hit me. It just hit me. Go ahead. What's next? This can't be good. Oh, I see this coming. Oh. oh. I'm cringing. Like, I felt that. And um, I would never try to do that. Not- That's not a shot I would ever try to pull off because I know that I wouldn't make it through the trees. So I would have to go around. I would have to choose a right or a left, but I would never make it through. Once again, proving women smart, fat golf guy, <laughs> dumb. Yet, I, at the risk of the Me Too movement coming at me, uh, you shouldn't have to wear a cup on the golf course. Let's put it that way. You, 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 you know, as a catcher, maybe. You know, not on the course. Go ahead. What's the next one? I can't believe this. We're not America's pastime anymore. The kids these days, they just don't have enough attention span to watch good baseball. You know what? We should make the game shorter. Hey, MLB, young baseball fan here. So I've got a ton of time on my hands now that I'm not in school. And, you know, I want to get the whole thing. So give me the package where I can watch all of the baseball games. This is great. Uh, We can give you a package with 27 out of the 30 teams. Oh, um, okay. Uh, slight, slight issue with that, though, is that, you know, one of the teams you're blacking out is the Braves, and, you know, that's kind of the whole reason why I'm doing this, so... Uh, there's not really much we can do about that one. You're gonna have to go talk to Bally there. Yeah, Bally Sports here. How can we help you today? 
Hey, Bally, so I'm a huge Braves fan, but, you know, I don't live in Atlanta anymore. Can I just, like, pay you guys so I can watch all these Braves games? Ooh, you don't live in Georgia, but you still live in a surrounding state. That's tough for you, buddy. Uh, I hate to break it to you. We actually have zero packages for you. Okay, um, so you don't want my money. Uh, that's great. How how am I supposed to watch Braves games here? Here's what you could do, and if you're actually a real Braves fan, you'll do this. Uh, first thing, I need you to cancel your YouTube TV subscription. Just completely get rid of it, and I need you to subscribe to this service that's not only inferior, but it's also $30 a month more. On top of that, I need you to also subscribe to our sports package so you're paying even more on top of that, and then you'll be able to watch the Braves games, maybe, sometimes. You know, the YouTube chat is saying, my guy Alan Cashman says, hey, Dan, this is so true about Major League Baseball. That's pretty true. These packages are just getting insane. Like, I think that you should just be able to pick what channels you want a la carte and pay for it like that. Like, I only watch, like, two channels anyway, and I'm paying for however many. Um, so I think that it's a joke. And then we're all, you know, we're all cutting the cord, right? Like, no one wants cable. So now you have to subscribe to all these streaming services, Netflix, Amazon. Then you watch a new show. You heard about this new show on Apple TV. So then you have to go get Apple TV. Then you have to go get Peacock. Then, you know, I'm watching Yellowstone and some seasons are on Peacock. Some seasons are on Paramount. It's like, what is going on? At, at some point, something's got to give. And they're just going to have to bundle all of these together. And then we're back at square one and we're cable again. So it's just out of control. And I think that Braves fans should be able to watch their team, no matter where they are. You know, it, it, it's funny you say that because here in Indianapolis, the big controversy is why isn't the Indianapolis 500 televised locally? Now, when I worked at the radio station that covered the race, we, we were the home of the race. We obviously didn't want the race on TV because we got a 10 number on our radio station, which no show in America comes close to a 10 on radio. So I get it. The fight, I, I can't watch the White Sox here in Indianapolis. White Sox are only two hours away. Baseball does have a problem with it. I love the faster games, though. I love the faster games, but yeah. you're right. I'm with you. Look, you know what I did, Haley? I swear to God, this is how dumb I am. Sometimes being dumb is an advantage. I have all kind of friends that tell me, well, you know, you got to get YouTube TV. And I go, well, do they have this? Well, no, then you got to get that. Well, no. I just say, screw it. I'm keeping what I got. I get everything I want to watch. And, and you're right. It's all going to come right back to everybody having the same shit anyway. It's just yeah. seems like anyway. All right. I'm voting for number one. I'm voting for the female Donald Trump impersonator because that just I'm made back. me laugh out loud. Right? <laughs> You're back. I'm back, baby. Guess who's back? One again. Back. Haley's back. Back. Guess who's back? Haley's back. Haley's back. 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 Guess who's back? Back. I love back. it. Haley's back. <laughs> Have a great weekend hanging by the pool. Have you a great too, weekend Dan. doing whatever it is you do. Bye. Love that woman. That was good stuff. Bye-bye. Uh, she lives in Nashville, so it's going to be 90,000 degrees. It's going to be 90,000 degrees here. If you see me, you'll probably see me in my thong because this is thong weather. This is not Speedo weather. This is not a pants. Yo, thong. Subscribe right now. Go right now. Subscribe. Hit the button. Come on. Like, ring the bell. Let's go.
Let's go. I need golfers for my golf outing. Those of you, go to dandockage.com and sign up. All the money is going to Bikes for Kids. Some of you have. Otter Creek, I see you, baby. Sean Black, I see you, baby. Let's go. Have an absolute great, great weekend. And I thank you for killing it. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. See you.